Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from a website we dare not speak and sports Kita. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Lee Walker. And as you can tell, this is not a normal show. It is a show of the Chartable Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Joining me today from Wrestling Talk is Mayor McCall and from Wrestling with Heart, Stanley Carr. So guys, thank you for joining my show today. I am really glad to have you guys on. Uh, Mayor McCall, please uh, let everyone know about your show, where they can find you, and give us a brief description on you know interviews and, and what you like to talk about. Absolutely. First and foremost, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on the show tonight. Big, uh, big honor and pleasure. Um, as you said, uh, I'm Mayor McCall. I'm the host of Wrestling Talk with Mayor McCall. We specialize in old school uh, wrestling legend interviews. We we keep the memories and stars of yesterday alive, and we interview uh, old school wrestling legends. I've got one of the best uh, co-hosts in the land. Goes by Willie B. I've also got the free bird rule in effect. I've got my lovely wife, Foxy, that she's trained up uh, to step in if if need be, if Willie can't make it or we just see fit for uh, us to do one. So, yeah, if Willie's not available for the hot tag, then, you know, I can I can have Foxy step in there. So, you know, the, the more the better. But, yeah, uh, wrestling talk with Mayor McCall. Uh, played in over 41 countries. Uh, we've been doing big things since we started almost a year ago. Available uh, anywhere where you get podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, check us out. If you're into old school wrestling, you'll definitely uh, love what we got going on. We've uh, interviewed some of the biggest uh, names in, in old school wrestling. So check us out, please. Uh, give us give us your support. Thank you. Awesome. 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 Uh, guys, before we get to Stanley. There's an interview you have to check out. Uh, Mary McCall with Wrestling Talk had the IRS on the show, made TMZ, boosted him all over on Chartable. Go listen to that interview. I listened to it. It was phenomenal. Uh, also really heartbreaking. But I promise you, it is hands down one of the best interviews I've listened to. And now Stanley Carr has a podcast that is unlike a regular wrestling podcast. And if you love hearing about things that wrestlers do outside of wrestling, this is a show for you. So Stanley, give us a, a heads up and talk about your show and where we can find you. Well, first of all, Lee, I just want to say thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Uh, Wrestling with Heart was a show that I developed a little over a year ago, and I wanted to do something that was different from your normal wrestling podcast, and I thought about, you know, how cool would it be to have a wrestling podcast that not only talked about the careers of these athletes, but also what they do outside of the ring as far as, you know, being involved in their community, doing things like charity work, volunteering, any type of community service. We want to spread positivity and aim to inspire others and help others. And that's what I was really hoping to do with this project. And I'm happy to say that 
a year into it. I love doing it very much, and it's become a passion project, and I wanted this to become more than a podcast. I want to get this syndicated on radio. I'd like to make books out of the interviews that I've done. Some of the people that I've interviewed so far, big names include Al Snow, Stevie Ray of Harlem Heat WCW. I've interviewed Crowbar. I've interviewed Alan Funk. I just recently interviewed Victoria. And I've got some more guests coming up, uh, some things in the works that I'm working on. We're on Apple, Spotify. We're on YouTube. Just punching wrestling with heart with Stanley Carr. Always looking for new, always looking for new followers, subscribers, trying to get up to 500 eventually, so we can, you know, start doing some more things with it. And uh, yeah, uh, check us on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Type in wrestling with heart with Stanley Carr. We're on X, WWHWSK. We're on Threads, Instagram, and. Uh, Stay tuned for more content. We're going to be actually at WrestleCon in April uh, during WrestleMania weekend. So go check our booth out. Got lots of pretty cool things uh, coming up. That's great. And Stanley, I will see you at WrestleCon because I will be there too. Um, I'll be there as a fan though. So I will make sure I come check out the booth. Yeah, please do. Uh as you see behind me, I am a toy collector here at the Hasbro Bar. Sorry, podcasters, you, you can't see it. But if you go to YouTube.com, it perched on the top rope, you can in my unboxing videos. So go check it out. Uh, I love the positivity, but unfortunately, I'm starting this show off with nothing positive. I'd like to send my condolences out to former WCW superstar Ice Train, who recently passed away. Uh, very unfortunate news uh, to hear about that. Former tag team partner of Scott Norton uh, was even managed by Teddy Long at one point while in WCW. Uh, very unfortunate to hear. So just like to send our condolences out to his family and friends. Uh, may he rest in peace. I can't really transition into anything that gets any better. So Kevin Patrick was released from WWE today, seemingly citing that it wasn't a good fit guys. I was happy with him as uh, in the backstage role commentary. You could see the struggle a little bit between him and it seemed like everyone he he kind of worked with their like connections weren't there at least from what i saw and you never want to see somebody lose their job especially in a field like this because in wrestling with commentary in backstage roles there's not many opportunities I really feel bad for the guy. Uh, I, I had noticed his absence this past Friday on SmackDown, but I didn't think anything of it. I kind of assumed we would get um, something from the dirt sheets that he was sick or him tweeting that, you know, COVID or the flu, 24-hour bug, uh, missed a flight or a connection or something like that. So to get this news today, 
was very disheartening to say the least. What did you guys happen to think of Kevin Patrick on, on commentary? I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought he did a pretty good job. And it's, you know, somebody that is, as a fellow broadcaster, um, those jobs are, are, are pretty fun to have uh, being someone calling the action getting to be around the men and women uh, every week and the excitement. Uh, it's, it's a tough feeling. And I also thought he did a pretty good job as a backstage interviewer as well. Looked like he was having fun. How about you, Mayor? What do you think? Uh, I can, I can attest to that. Um, actually after doing this podcast, I've been fortunate enough. I've became, um, uh, commentary announcer for a local uh, wrestling organization, the AWA, the Arkansas Wrestling Association. So I don't, everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own personality. I don't knock anybody out here for, you know, for, for doing their thing and, you know, more power to anybody out here, you know, doing their thing. Like I said, we all have different, we all have different contrasts, different styles. And, you know, I thought, I thought he did a decent job. Yeah, he 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 didn't do a bad job at all. They just, from what I saw, they cited just it wasn't a it wasn't a good fit, wasn't working. Uh, he'll find his place without a shadow of a doubt because he did do good on commentary, and I I loved him in in the backstage roles, you know, doing the backstage interviews. I thought he was great with that. Um, mm-hmm. I do think, unfortunately, they moved him at the wrong time. And, you know, they had WWE themselves have shuffled the commentary teams quite a bit. Mm. Uh, and it just, it's an unfortunate thing. But, you know, he will find a spot. And I honestly would think that he would be great for TNA. Like, uh, TNA, NWA, MLW. I would think any one of those companies would be very lucky to have him. Absolutely. No doubt. And the news doesn't get better guys. I'm very sorry. Uh, Stanley, I know you're, you're about positivity and unfortunately today, the wrestling yeah. news world just dropped a, a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys know what I'm going to bring up and it's Vince McMahon and the, new um lawsuit that is now on him uh it's 67 pages i can provide the link in the description fans if you want to read about it i don't really want to talk about anything that is depicted in it because it's nothing good. What is allegedly uh, Vince had done, uh, this lawsuit also brings up John Laurinaitis, and it brings up Brock Lesnar. And there's other names involved. This is the first scandal in 2024, especially involving Vince McMahon. And TKO is very, very quick to respond, which did not shock me. They're taking 
and I quote the horrific allegations very seriously. I know what I would do if I was TKO in this situation, especially considering in 2023, Vince was coming off of more of these allegations. Uh, TKO basically had also cited that uh, even though that they are aware of the allegations, they happened prior to the merger and that again, they're, taking it very seriously but it didn't they're basically saying this didn't happen under our regime and Vince McMahon literally has no control over WWE I know what I would do I would have to say it's time to part ways with Vince McMahon if I was TKO hmm. you already know that there were bad allegations on him kept him as part of the merger and then very quickly we had seen in the news outlets that uh it was a struggle with vince does not have creative control on wwe they basically had to tell him that he has to stick to his job can't micromanage He sold a bunch of stock, which at that point, a lot of people speculated that Vince McMahon might be on his way out. But that wasn't the case. I would let him go, personally. When WWE had superstars that had allegations on them, many were fired on the spot. They have fired many in the past on the spot. For a lot less. Yes. Again, I'm not going to go into details. It's very... I would say it's literally rather disturbing. I'm not going to lie. Like I can't picture doing those things in the bedroom at all. I. I anyway, I would fire Vince... I it would just I understand that the man created basically the WWF from his father his father's vision with the WWWF but like you said McCall people have been fired for less in the company when it comes to these allegations and now that it's a merger you're going to see a lot of fans on X and social media going absolutely berserk, wanting him him fired. I mean, I can bring up names. JBL, he was one that people wanted to be let go a while back. I remember there was a hashtag, fire JBL, and he was blocking everyone who used the hashtag. Um, in a lot of other instances, look at... Uh, the fabulous moolah when they were going to do the women's tournament. So I would have to let him go. What would you, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to, but what would you guys do in this situation? Uh, well, I think you put it very eloquently. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Well, as you alluded to before, I mean, you know, 
definitely got to give, you know, Vince McMahon, you know, his props and flowers. I mean, for the globalization of this wrestling, you know, monster that he's created, that's, you know, it's been phenomenal, but it seems time, you know, for, for a, for a transition. I think maybe before even these allegations came out, it was probably, um, you know, time to, time to pass the torch and do some things a little bit different, a little bit differently in some of the different facets anyway. So I think, you know, this kind of is just the icing on the cake and, you know, time to time to make a change, time to make a move. Yeah, it's it's time. And we've seen the changes with Triple H in charge. And I hate to say it, I know what Vince's position is in the company. And I know those people in that company know that they can have other people do that position. I know that they can have other people do his spot. Well, the also the other thing that you want to consider too is The Rock just got put on the board of directors for TKO. So, what would you what would you do with him involved? Would you have him take a higher position? <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know, honestly, man, I didn't even think about that. Putting him on the board, and I, I know Dwayne would not want to push Vince McMahon out because without Vince McMahon, there's no Dwayne Johnson. Hmm. And if that's a route that they go, I would almost say that they're really putting Dwayne in a bad position. I mean, I know business is business, but man, to, to push out the man that made you would, that's a little tough. Well, as we've seen before in the past, I mean, there's really no loyalty in the wrestling business. Look at, look at in previous example of, uh, you know, Hogan and McMahon, you know, like the old saying, you know, there's no McMahon without Hogan. There's no Hogan without McMahon, but we see when it comes down to it, you know, every man for himself in certain situations. Yeah. And you're not wrong. And, and fans, I best example is the steroid scandal in the WWF in the early nineties, you know, right where Hogan and Vince, uh, did not see eye to eye. Literally. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Um, anyway, guys. I want to twist this right around. Fans, I am sorry that we had to start off that way. You guys are here for the 2024 WWE Royal Rumble. This is my personal favorite premium live event uh, as a kid you would be so excited to see who was coming out what numbers were being drawn i even pulled out my coliseum video 1991 souvenir medal that you got from coliseum video when you bought the vhs not letting go of that sucker and Today was actually 
on this day in history in 1988, the very first Royal Rumble in which Hacksaw Jim Duggan won. Amazing. So, fans tuning in, you get to listen to us give our predictions to the 2024 Royal Rumble, our thoughts on the matches, and who we think is going to win. And we are going to start off with Logan Paul taking on Kevin Owens for the United States Championship, which, by the way, this is the first time that he's defending the title. And it's been since November. Very early November, November 4th, by the way, that Logan Paul won the United States Championship at Crown Jewel. Haven't really seen him on TV until these last couple weeks. So before I even bring up the match predictions, I want to ask you guys first, what do you guys think of Logan Paul being a champion, but having that leisure of not having to be on TV, not having to wrestle in between premium live events and not even having to defend the title, like just, you get a couple of random promos that, you know, are filmed from what looks like his cell phone. Well, obviously I'm for a champion that actively defends his championship or her championship um, as much as possible, because it's important to have somebody show up regularly on television and competes, not just comes out and speaks and goes to the back. But uh Logan Paul is a pretty good athlete and I've actually gone to see him wrestle at WrestleMania and SummerSlam a couple of years ago and I was impressed with his athletic ability and the fact he was able to not only talk smack but back it up in the ring so I I really think he's he's made for something like professional wrestling so with that said um it kind of sucks that he's not defending his title a lot, but I do think he's showing up more often as opposed to uh, Roman Reigns, who's only showing up maybe once or twice a month. Uh, but Logan Paul, I think he's he's killing it. He really is. And I and I and I like Roman too, just for the record. And we'll you know when we get and talk about the Fatal Four Way. Um, I can talk about my thoughts on that, but uh, Logan Paul's just just knocking it out of the park. How about you, Mayor? Hey, as an old school guy, I have no problem with the way the title's being defended. I mean, if you look back, you you know the pay per view schedule. You had four big ones a year, you know. So you, you the the title was you know defended on certain occasions. You have that certain level of of mystique excitement so i think sometimes the title can be more important more relevant if it's not being defended on a regular or semi-regular basis it when 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 it's time to have it defended it's it's more of a bigger deal and that's just my take on that yeah uh 
I'm personally a fan of at least being able to see the champion, you know, at least be on TV. We know that they uh, are often sometimes defended at house shows and the occasional television show and things like that. I guess as like an old school fan, if I look at it, if you go back on like cage matches and and look up certain wrestlers who were champions in the nineties, the title was like on the line all the time at house shows. And as the years went on, it became less and less and less and less where uh, Madison square garden, an example is now a house show for WWE right after Christmas most of the time you get a title change on that house show because it's a big venue. So for me, for Logan Paul, just most of this past couple months, just being from a phone where the screen is moving. I mean, he's doing his podcast. He just had John Cena on. And I get where like the direction of WWE is going, but I would like to see the championship more because that's the point of wrestling, right? Like the whole point is to be a champion and and things like that. Like that's that's the belief that we're given that that these guys and these women get into the business for that it's it's for that championship. So like when it's not on TV, it, it if you're like me or literally millions of others who have ADD or ADHD, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So like I forget if it hasn't been on in a while, I can forget that that title even exists. I can forget that Logan Paul is even in the WWE. Uh and that's like an unfortunate thing for for my brain because I I'm I'm wired differently. So that out of sight, out of mind. Just hearing Logan Paul coming back the last couple of weeks, I was like, oh, I forgot about him. I forgot about that. I forgot he, it's a thing that he's the champion. And it, it's supposed to be the secondary championship, right? Like. You have the Intercontinental Championship on one show, United States Championship on the other. And it's supposed to be like the secondary. But it's not around. It's got to be around. We saw the 24-7 Championship more in in a couple of months than you know we've seen Logan Paul with this championship. I want my champions around. As an old school fan, I want my champions around. Whether they're just cutting a promo, having a match, I want to see it. I don't see it with Logan Paul. I see he is totally a champion material, 100%. But I want an active champion. Like I get that he's got a lot going on. I really do. I don't know what, how many appearances he has per year on his contract or anything like that. I'm assuming it's very little by what very little we get out of him. 
but it's probably in WWE's benefit because Logan Paul's a big star, so big stars bring in their audience. That's the thought process, right? Gets more eyes on the product. Yeah, that's that's the thought process. But it doesn't get eyes on the product if the man is not there for the product. Well, that's 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 your personal view though. Like that's that's Lee the long life lifelong wrestling fan. Logan, let's I mean, is do you think Logan Paul is in the company because you know he grinded it out, or do you think he's in the company because they know that when he does appear, that he brings so many fans with him? You know what I mean? You're already tuned in. You're not tuning in for Logan Paul. You're not tuning in for the United States title. You know what I mean? But there is another group of fans that are probably going to tune in once Logan Paul appears. And then there you go. So like, you know what I mean? I think, you know, unless you, unless you can come up and craft like what you personally would like, it just sounds like, you know, that WWE has a, a section of its show that is not targeted for Lee. That's all it is. Like, it's just, it's not, it's like, Lee, sorry, man. You're not the, you're not the target audience. It's that seven-year-old kid uh, sitting second row with a sign that says like prime for life or Logan Paul is prime. You know what I mean? Doing his corporate branding for him. You know what I mean? It's that kid is the reason why Logan Paul has that United States title and why it's okay for him to show up, you know, like what, like once a month. Yeah, he's, he is kind of like on a monthly basis, I think. For at least oh, yeah. in a period, he's like on a talking segment, you know, like the the not the phone call ones, but like actually physically showing up. He's at least there once a month. Yeah, you're absolutely right, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle from the Smack Draw Podcast. Hey, joining sorry, in. I'm late, man. I'm uh, I'm so used to uh, uh, all my friends having Central Time that when Lee said eight o'clock, I just naturally assumed he meant nine. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and you know what? You're not wrong. He he he's there for kids because kids love prime, let's be honest. And it's just like John Cena. You know, John Cena shows up when he does now. He because he's a big hit with kids. Like so you're right, hundred percent. As a champion, Logan Paul's not for me, but phenomenal on the mic, phenomenal in the ring. I can't complain about that. At dude, all. You can't, you can't. That's that's so nuts. Like, it's like the like, dude just gets it. It's got to be infuriating to like the Kevin Owens of the world. Well, maybe not. Maybe he's understanding, but just like some people, man, just have that unfair advantage that they were born with that other people have to spend a lifetime clawing to get. Man, it's awesome. It's, it's actually it's pretty dope. I would one hundred percent say that there are those in the locker room that are extremely jealous have to be it's gotta be the man didn't have to grind it on the indie scene didn't have to go through nxt didn't have to put up with a bunch of uh i guess old school ways of paying the dues the road travel and and this and that being in a car cramped with five six people you know in a, a chevy malibu that can fit maybe four of me kind of comfortably i would say i guess uh I know I would be jealous and I would be mad that a celebrity who was never in the business just came in naturally and, and I guess in my eyes took a spot from somebody. But I also 
if it's from like these eyes, I can't be mad because he's so good. Like his match with Ricochet was amazing. He hasn't had one bad match. No, no. I mean, hell, he's, I, you might always go as far as to say he hasn't even had a bad segment yet. Yeah, that too. Mayor McCall, I know you said you had some notes. Do you have any notes on this match you'd like to uh, talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this is going to be a real entertaining, decent match. Um, you know, Logan Paul, he's proven to be very a very entertaining heel despite lack of some of the experiences you alluded to about him not wrestling, um, you know, all the time. But um, as, 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 as said before, he makes his segments count. He makes every match count. He's not had a bad one yet. Um, I think the match with Owens will be used as to get, you know, Paul some heat and prepare him for a bigger title defense at, at Mania 40, pro- possibly with L.A. Knight. That's why I'm looking at this one. Yeah, that's kind of, I kind of have to agree with that because L.A. Knight's a fan favorite and a lot of fans have wanted to see him win a singles title. And it seems like they're going to head towards that, uh, especially for WrestleMania. I, too, am on the Logan Paul train heading to WrestleMania 40. His star power, like we just talked about, is too much. And especially at WrestleMania 40, the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. they're going to come out with the biggest matches in a long time. Oh, like this Mania is going to be huge. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be incredible. And Stanley, you said you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. Kyle, who I'll be think? there in spirit. I'll be there in spirit, <laughs> man. I'll I could have, I could have gone. It's like right in my backyard too. And I was, I just didn't have the money. The the moment those tickets went on sale, I just didn't have the money at the time. And the prices have gone up, and it's insane. Like yeah. they haven't stopped going up. It's just, I, yeah, I am going to Sting's last match, though. All right, I'm going to at least make it to that. Ah, oh, you are so lucky. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I, I the day they, they, that's that's literally like in my backyard. It's like two hours from me. So, oh, you you got to go. Yeah, yeah. I literally, the, can drive there and drive home in the same night. Yeah. So, Kyle, I got to ask, who do you think wins this match? Um, this is a Logan Paul Kevin Owens match. Yeah. Oh, dude, I think it's like probably one of the biggest locks of the night for Logan Paul. I'd be, I'd be so shocked if Kevin Owens, uh, uh, won this. Um, yeah, no, Logan Paul. Right on, right on. Mm-hmm. Now the next and the only other match outside of the men and women's Royal Rumble is Roman Reigns defending his. WWE Championship against Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight. How's so, how's he gonna do the? Oh, sorry, Lee, my bad. Oh no, no, go ahead, go ahead. How's he gonna do the um the the crowd trash talk segments? Because that's like all of Roman Reigns' matches, right? Like half of it is him just talking shit to the crowd. Uh, how are they gonna do that in a fatal four way? That's that's what I'm wondering. This is gonna be a weird Roman Reigns match. I think so. It's going to be weird, man. It's going to be structured so differently. Yeah, you've got to look at it. A lot of his title defenses have just been yeah. one-on-one matches. Uh, we haven't had him in a 
a match like this in a, a long time. And then again, he hasn't lost in a long time either. And this could be one of those matches because it's no, it's not a 50-50 thing here. It's a 25% chance. Personally, with matches like this, the, these fatal four-ways, I like the elimination style myself. Hell yeah. I would have loved to have seen it go this route because then you would have gotten, I would say, more wrestling out of the match because now in like a normal fatal four-way, you got a couple, you know, you got guys going at it in one spot and then it's more laxed with the other spots that you're not seeing on camera type deal. Or like one guy got beaten up and he's like laid out on the outside and it's a two on one situation and the fight back. And then the other guy rolls into the ring. Another guy gets thrown out. Another guy gets thrown out. And then it's back to like a one-on-one situation where at least it can be interesting where if you eliminate one guy, then you've got like a triple threat out of it. And then you get a one-on-one out of it. For me with the fatal four ways, if it's elimination style as a fan, I think I get more bang for my buck with the elimination process. Then again, I'm also a really big fan of a match they haven't had in a long time, the championship scramble match. Thought it was one of the greatest matches, even though it was they they only did it the one time. It was video game wise, it's a great match. I'd love to see that get brought back. Isn't that the one where like you can be champion, but you just have to be champion at the end of the match? Yeah, um, when the timer runs out. Yeah, it starts out as a one on one match, and then there's like five minute intervals for. You know, and then another guy comes out, five minute interval, another guy comes out, five minute interval, another guy comes out, and it's like a 20 minute, 25 minute match. You know, so at the end, technically, the guy who comes in later has the better chance of being the champion at the end. But it's like a free for all kind of match, you know, so it's like it's a hectic style match. Uh, However, this match was made really recent that we saw on SmackDown with Nick Aldis and Paul Heyman's face saying Roman's going to defend at the rumble. And here's who he's defending against. If you guys remember the look on Heyman's face, it was utter disbelief while like Roman's in the ring. Like he was standing over somebody or something, holding his championship up. He was like beating the piss out of LA night. Yeah, <laughs> just, and it's just, just like just talking all this shit. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden, like that happens, and I'm sitting here going, "Okay, this is going to be good because we haven't seen Roman in one of these matches." I Def- personally, oh, go ahead, Stanley. Well, it's definitely an interesting scenario because Roman's been kind of in and out of programming the last several months, if not the last year, year, year and a half since he's been kind of going part-time. So with that, with him being gone, it's kind of opened up the door for a variety of different contenders. You've built up LA Knight. You've you've had AJ Styles have run-ins with the bloodline, not to mention Randy Orton coming back after 18 months. So you've got three potential challengers, and depending on how, what's going to happen with WrestleMania, whether or not, we're going to get Cody Roman two or whatever may happen. Um, 
it's kind of a way of kind of killing two birds with one stone by having a match with all potential challengers and Roman in the, at the in the same match. So it was, I, I like that they went with this. It's kind of like a this year in review uh, for Roman feuds. Just yes. just wrap up twenty twenty three officially with this Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that outlook. That's actually pretty dope. Yeah. Mary, you got any thoughts on this match? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, with a high-profile match, possibly either The Rock or Cody Rhodes on the horizon at, you know, WrestleMania 40, uh, to me, it's highly unlikely that Roman's title reign is going to end in this one. I do see all three challengers looking mighty strong, though. However, where they go after this match remains to be seen. Uh, Orton's been really hot since he came back turning heel. Maybe Styles switches, screws Orton or Knight to lead to Roman retaining, but uh, overall, uh, De- Roman definitely retains here and goes on to the, the big stage. Yeah, I think much like the LA Knight-Kevin Owens match, I think we're all probably going to ride the same train here. I don't see Roman losing. We've already seen a bunch of talk about them wanting to beat Hogan's uh, championship reign as far as the the length and possibly, I mean, Bruno's will be tough, but it looks like they at least want to get through Hogan on this. I can't see Roman losing. I mean, we just brought up LA Knight with Logan Paul for Mania 40. As far as styles, I would have no idea where that man would go. I'm going Roman Reigns. Stanley, Kyle, what do you guys think? I definitely see Roman retaining. Uh, There's just no other avenue at this point because you've already got Roman signed up for a big match regardless if it's going to be with Rock or or Cody. And as far as AJ goes, I think you could kind of have him in like a tweener role, so to speak, with this lone wolf character. It's very interesting because he hasn't really done this in WWE before. You saw it in TNA, but... I think you could have him kind of be a tweener. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know who you could have him feud with, but that's what I could see him do, just kind of be a tweener in this new character. But He's definitely becoming... see Roman retaining the title at, at the Royal Rumble. His, uh, his character is like disgruntled old bastard. It's kind of like what he's turning into. Um, I think I think the bigger question is like who eats the pin? And uh, hearing you guys talk out, everybody's futures it seems like aj's eating the shit out of that pin uh, he's like one super <laughs> kick one spear and he's done i definitely think aj at some point deserves another world title uh opportunity um to to win a world title at some point down the road because he's put in the work and he's definitely carried the um the ball when it comes to various storylines in the company the last few years so i'm hoping down the road he gets another world title run I just hope he gets something juicy to work with. Like, that's all, really. Like, I mean, because we've seen plenty of people be really exciting without a belt. Um, I mean, although I'm not opposed to him having a world title reign, I but I do hope that like he uh he has at least like one or two really good stories left in him before he wraps it up. Cause you know, you know, he's uh he's definitely coming up on the end of his career too. So mm-hmm. but yeah, with LA Knight looking like he's he's still you know, they're interested in him getting a title. And then Randy Orton just came back. It seems like AJ just 
process of elimination is just going to get like the shit end of the stick on this one. Yeah, I th- honestly, I think it would seemingly work well with this new dark side they're going with him. Mm-hmm. So him eating the pin can, I think, just it just furthers the dark side in him. Not like he's like a Star Wars, Darth Vader, Maul, or anything like that. But I mean, not Undertaker, Kane, <laughs> anything like that either. Yeah, no, but he's definitely going to use the force on this one. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going to um, <clears throat> like uh, beat the the shit out of like the club members, and then like when uh, when he's confronted by uh, 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 Mia Yim, he'll like just like shove her to the ground, and then she'll get like all boo boo face and fucking. That'll be like he's officially just done. He's heel and he's old bastard AJ. Because yeah. the, the the club is over, man. Like that shit ain't. If they if they try to do anything as the club, that will just show that WWE's got zero plans for the guy. Um, with how disinterested they're doing, <clears throat> treating like Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Yeah, they're right back to where they were like their last run with the company, mm-hmm. which is sad because like they've done great things in Impact. Seen him in New Japan on AEW, things like that. Just the way the cookie crumbles, I guess, in that company. I want to go up to the women's Royal Rumble now because I mean we're all in agreement. Roman Reigns is going to spear his way to victory <laughs> on Saturday. One spear. That's all it's going to take. That's all it's going to take. A, just one. And a, and a Superman punch. All three at the same time. They're all yeah. going to be <laughs> just line them. That's Kevin effect. Owens' gimmick, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a domino effect right there. Now the women's oh, Royal does he Rumble, stack them? Yes, he fucking stack them like stack just like a yeah, uh, like for the pin too. Yeah, man. So the women's Royal Rumble, there's only four participants announced: Bailey, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, and Bianca Belair. That means we have 26 other women that are going to be in this Royal Rumble that we don't know about. And the best thing about the Royal Rumble are the surprises. And the past few years since the women's Royal Rumble has started, we get a lot more surprises in the women's Rumble than we do in the men's Rumble. Just because the main roster can't fill a women's Royal Rumble. So we get stars from NXT. We get stars that come back. We get legends. And there's a few names that I want to mention to you guys and see what you think about these women appearing in this year's Royal Rumble. I'm looking at a few returns from injury. Raquel Rodriguez, Sonia Deville. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Liv Morgan. Now, if I'm looking at surprises, surprises, the return of Trinity Fatu, as we know, is Naomi. The former AEW star, Jade Cargill. And this one could still happen, even though we've heard that the talks have quieted down. But we also know that some people like to throw off the dirt sheets. We could see Sasha Banks. I would say three of those names in my eyes are realistic. I want to know what your guys' thoughts are and just some of the names that you think might be a surprise. Yeah, I definitely well, I... think that um oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry, I didn't oh, mean to cut you off there. All right. Um Y'all are so yeah. polite, man. <laughs> you guys are so damn polite to each other. Sorry about that. Hey, we're we're in the <laughs> south, man. That's how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I I kind of agree with that. Um with you, Lee. I think that those are some pretty pretty good choices. I could definitely see uh, if not all three, at least one of those names come back. Trinity, I believe, wrapped up her time in, in TNA uh, not too long ago. Um, I don't know if they have like a no-compete clause for a specific amount of time. I definitely could see Trin- uh, Naomi return later this year. I just don't know if she'd return at the Rumble. But definitely could see her uh, make a comeback uh, in the company. Uh, but it would be great to see her in the Royal Rumble. I think the crowd would pop for her. I think that she's extremely athletic, and uh, the crowd loves her. So that'd be a great surprise. Um, Jade Cargill would be a good good one, too, because she signed with WWE, I believe, in September, October of last year. And I know they were going to – they had her work with Natalia um, in the Heart Dungeon, so – I've heard people say that that she could she could be a, a favorite to to make her debut in in the match. Uh, I, I've actually believe it or not, I I could actually see Sasha go back to WWE. Uh, just because I think that you know she a lot of people have said that she was going to go to AEW, and the fact that she has not made her debut yet, uh, makes me believe that she's on our way back to the company. So I think that I definitely could agree with that. Um, another name to watch out for potentially that I could see making, make an appearance is AJ, AJ Lee. Um, you know, punk's been back now for a couple of months. Um, I think that the, I, I think I read somewhere that the company was thinking about having her, uh, make a return in the Royal Rumble. I don't know if that's true or not, but if it does wind up happening, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'd love to see AJ back in there too. Yeah, AJ Lee would be... The crowd would go nuts. I would jump out of my seat, to be honest with you, so AJ would be phenomenal. Mary, you have any thoughts? On any surprise entries or legends that could be in the Women's Royal Rumble? I'm going to throw out a couple names. What about, you know, WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus? 
and maybe former NWA women's champion Camilla Brickhouse. How about those? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I could see Trish making a return, especially since she was just uh, she had a rivalry with Becky Lynch, and she's been outspoken about doing some things in 2024. So I could definitely see her make a return. Uh, crazy prediction I did on my show last night was uh, the women's tag team champions to close out 2024 is actually going to be Trish and Sasha Banks. <laughs> was, was, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Um, Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> no, my uh, uh, dude, my pick. Yeah, uh, uh, you kind of named all the ones that are pretty. Uh, I mean, Trish is like a shoe in. She's a. Uh, I think she's to to some degree said that. Um with her latest couple runs, like, yeah, she's not done. Like she just, she kind of showed to herself, like she's aged like fine wine, like in ring wise. It's, it's fantastic. But, um, so for, uh, uh, for a surprise entrant that no one sees coming, uh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to say Jacqueline is going to appear in the WWE women's Royal rumble this year. It's like 60 years old, but she's going to be in it, man. She recently stated, I forget where, uh, so I can't really source it. But I did see that she recently stated that she's like heavily interested in getting like a final match or a final run in the company. She says she feels like she's got one more in her. And uh, the Women's Royal Rumble always needs entrance. They pretty much they 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 picked Mickey James. Like they keep forgetting that they fired Mickey James. If they're gonna bring in like TNA's World uh, Women's Knockout Champion, they'll bring in Jacqueline. Yeah, they'll they'll bring her in. Yeah. Jacqueline would be amazing. Yeah, man. Two bold predictions over here. I got you. I got you with those bold predictions. (laughs) Well, now comes the time where this is hard because we only know actually four participants. And I'm going to assume it's one of those four participants that are going to win the women's 2024 Royal rumble. I personally see it being, and I hate to say it, but I I'm going to say Bianca Belair. I, I just, the title picture among the top women in the WWE is, Usually some of the same women year after year that we see win the title over and over type deal. You, you know what I, you know what I mean? So I'm going to say it's Bianca Belair and they, they run something with her, but I feel a heel turn in her joining uh, Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins and Bobby Lashley. Anybody. For How about me- you guys? For me, I'm going to have to say Bailey because they've kind of been building up this whole damage control breakup storyline with her and EO Sky and, and uh, Dakota because uh, I just think that I just think that it just feels like because they've been telling that story since um, the fall that especially with Kyrie Sane and Asuka now in the group. Uh, this just, fe- it just feels like to me, it's just going to be like, I mean, Bailey hasn't even won the Royal rumble. I don't think ever. And it'd be a first time for her because she's won the women's championships on both brands. 
She's a former Money in the Bank holder. She's won the Tag Team Championships. But uh, this would be something new for her, and I think that there's a story to be told, and I think it would further that whole breakup storyline could potentially lead to a match between her and Io Sky at WrestleMania. So I'm going to have to say Bailey. Yeah, you know, they did tease a breakup before Kari Sane and Asuka joining at mm-hmm. one point where we felt that when Io Sky was on her way to winning that championship, you know, they had teased it. They they placed they placed it just in there gently for us. And if Bailey wins, we could see that in full force. Yeah, because isn't Dakota supposed to be cleared to compete soon? Cleared to return from injury? I think I read somewhere she was like out supposed to be out until like the early this year or something. Could be wrong about that, but I think I, I think that's what I saw. And hey, maybe we could see her in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, nice surprise. Uh, Mayor Kyle, thoughts? Man, to me, it's this is a tough one. This is one of the more unpredictable matches on the card. Um, I can't just lock down with one. I guess you know if it came down to it, I'm gonna have to either go with Becky Lynch or Bailey. I think I think Bailey is gonna inadvertently, sincerely inadvertently eliminate uh some of her damage control teammates, and it's gonna cause them to take her out, which is gonna leave the uh the open spot for the winner, which will be the debuting Jade Cargill. I think I think Jade's gonna win it, man. They're gonna they're gonna just start her up like red hot, dude. And it'll begin at the Royal Rumble, man. I feel like if Jade appears, that could be the very case that we see because she is going to get pushed to the moon once she steps foot in a ring. Now that she's been off our TVs for a while, people are uh, I just naturally, kind of like you said, out of sight, out of mind, forgetting like how big a star that she can be presentation-wise. Like She looks like a million dollars on screen like AEW made her look uh like a WrestleMania attraction when they had her. So when WWE finally pushes her, it's going to be the biggest damn thing. Like it's it's going to be so big. It's going to be great and I think I think it starts at the Royal Rumble. It's a bold prediction. Although I I like that we all had uh there's some different variety in there and ladies and gentlemen, I know the podcasters listening on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, you name it. We're there. Benton has entered the room. Ladies and gentlemen, my cat always has to be by my side during podcasting. So if you hear me out, a purr, it's just Benton enjoying himself listening to the show. Bold predictions. Bailey would be a great one. I feel like she could uh, really use the push. I feel like she hasn't had a, a a good push in a while. Great picks, everybody. The Men's Royal Rumble has a few more names that have been advertised. Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, Gunther, 
and Damien Priest, the man who literally has money in the bank. Now, this Royal Rumble has a little difference to it, especially after this past Monday when we saw Gunther and Seth Rollins have their their segment when Gunther said he was going to win the Royal Rumble and he's going to be the one to, to take the championship from Seth Rollins. It throws fans off because now we have multiple storylines going into this Royal Rumble. We have a lot of guys who want to finish their story. Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, uh, Drew McIntyre had been very vocal in interviews that when he was WWE champion, uh, he felt like he was robbed because it was during COVID and there was no audience. He didn't get that that 70, 80,000 people live going absolutely crazy for him at WrestleMania when he won the WWE championship. And if that happened to me, you know, during that time in COVID, I would be just as mad. Like I, I, you do the, like, it's for the audience. Right. And it's hard when it's a bunch of computer monitors, you're not hearing the crowd reaction or anything like that. So during, during the COVID time, it was a very hard time for the performers, but it was also a hard time for us fans. It made things very hard. Uh, that crowd noise makes a huge difference. And there was great matches during that time. But without the crowd, it was very, very hard to watch. Now, this Royal Rumble, as I said, it has a few more people in it. But just like the women's Royal Rumble, we do get men's surprise entrances. We do get returns. And I would say the most shocking promo that we got was actually out of Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Hulk Hogan saying that you never know he could be in there that he might have one last thing going for him. Like that shocked me beyond belief on Monday. He's pulling a jackal and he's got one more in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> How do you even get that man over the top rope with his like hips and everything? It was bad off. Uh, very gently. I would, I would assume like he's going to have his arms under the rope. That head's going to be up and someone's going to just lift those legs over so that he can at least, land on his feet when he hits and goes over i'm not wow. i'm not gonna name any names but i was talking to a very famous wrestler this week and we're actually having that discussion i had texted him and i was like man did you hear where uh hulk hogan uh teasing being in the rumble i was like what are your thoughts on that and his exact reply was nothing ever surprises him anymore but it wouldn't be pretty <laughs> I just think it's kind of like one of those things where they tease it, but it doesn't end up happening. But, and that could very well be the, the, the case there. Um, I don't know. It's just hard to tell like surprises for, for the men's side of things, because you got, I mean, a lot of the guys that I would have picked are like retired (laughs) by now. Like it's hard because, um, I don't know. I mean, I would have said Goldberg, but 
it doesn't look like he's wanting to come back. Um, I don't know if they had some kind of falling out, but I would have said Goldberg as far as like a surprise, but just it's got to be somebody that's coming back from injury. If I had to pick somebody that was that was out for an undetermined amount of time, um, oh Rey Mysterio, there we go, Rey Mysterio. That's who I would say is probably would because I think he's got a storyline with Santos Escobar, um, and that whole deal with Legado del Fantasma and the LWO. I think they're going to have some kind of feud going on, so I would probably say Rey Mysterio. be a good one especially if dominic's in the ring and that music that 10 9 8 7 you yeah. get to one and mysterio's music hits and all of a sudden his kid's in the ring and he's like oh crap i can see yeah. that yeah great spot kyle mayor you got any thoughts on any surprises that could be in the men's royal rumble so probably like not a big surprise but surprise nonetheless would be a returning andrade Oh yeah, uh, Idolo. Yeah, man, he'll yeah. he'll be he's definitely coming back in that rumble. Like I feel like it's a shoe win. Um, yeah, uh, and I don't know. Like MJF, we'll say that too. MJF just comes out, and the 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 war for twenty twenty four is already over. That, that's what happened. <laughs> no, nah, I'm I'm only kidding. That dude resigned, of course. <clears throat> I guarantee it. Oh yeah. How about you, Mayor? Any any thoughts on any surprise entrances for the men's twenty twenty four Royal Rumble? I think with I think with Triple H, you know, running the show and being in charge, there's a lot more, you know, swerves and fixations that that come about. Um, seems like in years past, maybe with you know other regime and all things uh, were a little bit more predictable and kind of unfolded in that manner. But I and I've seen a lot on social media lately. I think there's a lot of swerves being planted out there. And in my opinion, they're purposely being planted out there. Um, I was sent a couple of texts, uh, you know, uh, a while back that supposedly some sheets or something were leaked off uh, Triple H's computer or something like that. (laughs) But to me, stuff like that is purposely planted out there to swerve people to get them thinking one thing, then you can, you, then when something else happens, people are legitimately in shock or they, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't see it coming. Uh, one of the, and I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't go by any of that stuff because if, if, if wrestling's taught us anything, anything in life, everything in life is a work be prepared for the unexpected. Everything's a swerve. One of the names on that sheet that could appear as a surprise entrance was X-Pac. So he looks like he's in pretty good shape these days, and he's been Triple H's boy since the, since day one. So I could see X Pac, you know, making a making a return. You got Road Dog there too. Oh, oh Road Dog ain't coming out, man. <laughs> Road Dog's <laughs> big ass ain't coming out there, man. <laughs> hey, now now listen, it'd be awesome though if um if it, if uh 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 his music did play, and just like how it would pan to the commentators back in the day, it pans back to Gorilla. And he's got the headset on. Yeah. That'd be funny <laughs> shit, man. You better ask somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's one name that I thought of, and he recently came back and literally asked fans where he should go and have dinner after the show. 
and asked if he should sit at the head of the table. Oh, I'm thinking The Rock. Yeah, dude, The Rock I'm... got blown up in like a 10 minute segment with Jinder Mahal, and you want to stick him out in that Royal Rumble? <laughs> He'll be well, yeah. You stick him out. You have him come out like anyone else. You have him come out late twenties. He yeah, only I... does a couple minutes. And surprise, surprise, he, you know, someone throws him out, you know, when he's not paying attention. You know, he I'm, just gets done throwing somebody out or he's working on throwing someone out. Someone comes up, scoops the both of them out. I'm totally seeing The Rock, because I think that's another swerve, because actually after, after he came out there and cut the promo at the head of the table, it almost seemed like that he just was kind of laying everything out. But on social media the last couple of weeks, he's been trying to, you know, I think throw a swerve here and there saying he is not part of the final story. He is not there for this and that. So I think it goes, I think it goes back to just another swerve. And I could most definitely see The Rock making some appearance at the 2024 Royal Rumble, uh, if not in the match itself, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there after the fact or in some, some part of the show to, you know, making a company a, now. Yeah, and so he's I, part of the company, so I would assume he, yeah. Stanley brought up he's part of the company, so I would assume there's going to be some sort of appearance out of it. But there's also... Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Go ahead. I was going to say, without going into, like, disgusting detail, do you find it uh, quite the coincidence that The Rock came back right as uh, what seems like to be the final death nail in Vince's career? You yeah. know, we... we Oh, go ahead, Stanley. Yeah, we were we were just talking about that at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's uh, we we were talking about that, and um, I personally thought that it would be. I mean, we all th- agreed that um, if the Rock were to take over like Vince McMahon's position, like just the how- face of WWE, just just the public the the public speaker for the company, it'd be great for WWE. But like how weird would it be that the man who seemingly made you you're taking his position like there's got to be some sort of like Vince did that with his dad that's yeah. just that's that's just how he bought his dad out he bought his dad out though but no but i'm saying that's just that's just life in general though the young eat the old that's that's it like you I know mean, that's I, just I, the nature yeah i i'm just like i would just be curious if if that happened how much remorse would the rock have like basically taking the man who made him and taking his job? You know what I mean? But also at the same time, like, like you brought up, there's that catch 22, like life goes on. This is what happens. The, the young, uh, yeah. Um, Very cut. That always million dollar company, man. It's like, you know, yeah. (laughs) You were going to say something there? Wrestling has always been a very uh, cutthroat business. Always has been and always will be. Yeah, absolutely. And there was, guys, there was two names that I also had, besides from The Rock. One was for fun. One was Sean Spears to bring him back for Hmm. 10. Because that was when they had him the first year in the Royal Rumble. That was a really awesome spot. The crowd went nuts. And then the other name... And it's been passed around dirt sheets that he's going to start in NXT. He's going to start in NXT. And trust me, I do not believe that. I am saying Okada. Uh, 
Possibly. I mean, hasn't he been in AEW, though, like made appearances for them? Yes. But. And we'll talk about this on Yoshi Unleashed, folks. Um, I'm going to say he's 100% WWE bound. Okay. I think All Smart right. Bunny would take him there. Yeah, I mean, he'd be a good addition. And the big talk that I've seen is him starting in NXT, and I do not see WWE doing that with someone of the likes of Okada. I I don't see it. That'd be so fucking hilarious, though. Just channel surfing on a Tuesday night. (laughs) And there's Okada. There's Okada. (laughs) (laughs) What's he doing in full sale? Yeah, I know they're not in full sale anymore, but I I still forget. I I, I can't see it. I I just, I can't. I can't see them putting Okada, who's, they didn't do it with AJ Styles, and, and, you know, he was huge over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Obviously, they didn't do it with Cody. Didn't do it with Cody Rhodes. They didn't do it with Cody. They didn't do it with the club. There was a few people I don't think they even did it with. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I can't see them start if he goes there, him start, you know, him starting in NXT. I'm saying if he doesn't appear at the Rumble, he's showing up the day after Mania on Raw. And, And fans. I was at WrestleMania 39. I was at Monday Night Raw the next night. I am telling you now, if you do not give me a rowdy crowd the night after Mania on Monday Night Raw, I don't care if I'm the only person in the audience. I will riot. I will do whatever I got to do to make you guys go absolutely crazy and that includes if i have to streak and try and run into the ring and tackle men who are in tights sweaty groping each other i will do it i promise you i will do it be rowdy be rowdy or i will get naked on the usa now breaking news here lee walker will single-handedly hijack the the raw after the royal rumble yeah. You about to you about to get yourself banned from that uh from the fucking stadium, bro. <laughs> You've just been blackballed. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I'm just gonna be like, look, I got the perch correspondent. He's like at every show in a tri-state area, and he's like getting ready to go to the Royal Rumble. So like I think I think the Raw After Mania this year is gonna be successful. Um, you know, like Vince really fucking stopped caring about the Raw After Mania like damn near a decade ago. But um you know, this is Triple H is still his his uh, uh, first year with all these major events. I think I think Triple H knows how special the Raw after Mania is to to wrestling fans, you know, because that's that was remember, that's like Trip's whole thing was is he's he's a man of the people like he knows what the fans want um, and and he's good at crafting it. So I bet you the Raw after Mania is going to be if there was any year that you could bet that it was going to be a good one. I bet it's it'll be this year. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I sure hope so because uh, he does a better job than uh, the real people power of John Laurinaitis. He did not give the people what we wanted. <laughs> no, in fact, he gave a couple things to people that they didn't want. 
But, <laughs> but you can read about that in a 67 page lawsuit. Good God. I read some of it and I I heard it was disgusting. Oh, yeah, it's bad. I haven't had a chance to check it out, but like I was watching someone else commentate on it and they were being like, I had to turn, I had to stop reading after like page three. I couldn't do it. And I was like, fuck, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that, that poor woman. That's all I got to say, man. Like, seriously. The, honestly, like, I, I don't want to, like, you never want to see someone lose their job. But like in this instance, like Vince McMahon had even said, like, in the Pat McAfee interview, if you think I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole. I cannot change your perceived notion of me. I can be in front of you, hang out with you all day, do great things with you for the day. But at the end of the day, I'm still an asshole. You still have that perceived notion of me. So I guess I'm an asshole. He doesn't deny it. Like, But I mean, I remember him doing interviews saying that he has sex every day and i mean this is a man who is in like his late 50s during this interview and i want to say it was like muscle and fitness or something like that and he's talking about having sex every day and i'm like you're in your late 50s like i know you're not around your wife she's like political and doing things like that so like but then I go back to the early nineties and I remember all the different scandals that I remember watching on entertainment tonight with him, with employees and Pat Patterson and, and things to that nature. So uh, it, it's a very unfortunate circumstance. Like it's, you've heard others and stuff like that, but this is, I would say the most graphic one that's been put in allegations in in a lawsuit that have been put out there against Vince McMahon. Like it's, it's dark. Like it's like things you read about on the dark web. Oh, it's so sick. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. I'm going to read the shit out of that tonight. Like my bedtime, my bedtime (laughs) shit right here. I'm you got me fucking hype. We, oh my god, dude! I'm so hyped. This is probably what it's like when women turn on Netflix, watch those murder mysteries. It's probably like yeah. that level of excitement, man. It's going through yeah. me right now. I can't fucking wait. It's so gross. And by the way, by the way, it's a poor argument to make. Oh, his late fifties and he's a fucking like jacked up millionaire and he fucks every day. I, that's like anybody in that position. By the way, I don't think that was a good thing to to throw out there because that's like that's like fucking anyone, dude. If you were that jacked and you're like that rich and powerful and you're away from your like fucking wife all the time hell yeah especially in the 90s yeah i mean like like i said he i remember that like reading the interview and uh, but then there was like even things that like his howard stern with stephanie mcmahon asking questions about her father him asking about his freaking fathers infidelities and oh that's gnarly like, uh, like, uh, like, it's I just wild i can't wait for like a uh 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 netflix documentary on the on the like the mcmahon's that's not you know um dictated by the mcmahon's like that is ah oh, it's gonna be so fantastic well i know there's one coming out about vince and like it's already been stated like he's tried to get things done to like be removed and things like that. And he has like no control over it. 
Like he can't like this is like one thing he has no control over this uh documentary that's being made about him for Netflix, from what I found out. It'll be gnarly as fuck, dude. Uh, that that whole family is just got captivating story after captivating story about him. Not no, you know, I mean in like a perverse kind of way, but yeah. 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 Stuff that'll never ever come out. Like yeah, we'll never find out about Stephanie and Macho Man. We'll never find out the truth about that. But I mean, we'll hear those, one side of it. Yeah, those those are for another time. Though we got to get back to the Royal Rumble. That's what we're here for, folks. Um, these Royal Rumbles are like very hard to predict, and especially since uh, the writers, producers, Triple H have all given us multiple storylines into the Royal Rumble this year for the men's side of things. Like I said, uh, you've got three people who want to finish their story. And even then, we don't know who's going to win. And then Monday, we're literally throwing a curveball again between Gunther and Seth Rollins. The Royal Rumbles are very hard to predict. However, I see whoever wins is going to be the one who challenges Roman Reigns. And I'm going with my dark horse surprise. If it happens, it happens. But I'm going with The Rock. Sorry for the guys that don't get to finish their story, but you get your second chance at the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> I mean, they've got CM Punk on the cover of the poster, so like you, you can't tell me that he's not going to be in the Elimination Chamber. That tells me he's not winning the Elimination Chamber, or he's not winning the Royal Rumble. I know the the big thing is Cody finishing the story. Cody finishing the story. My personal opinion, he he gets to finish the story at Mania, possibly, but it's it would be him and Seth Rollins, which isn't finishing the story. So that would tell me that CM Punk then wins the elimination chamber and faces Seth Rollins and Cody gets pushed aside for another year. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Like uh, the rocks, not even as far as we know in the Royal rumble, we only have like eight guys announced for it. So I like to, I like to, you know, have fun with these. So I'm picking a completely outlandish pick. It can make sense because of, you know, him coming in. But every name I listed could make sense. Damian Priest's money in the bank. He could lose the he could he could win the Royal Rumble, go on to WrestleMania, lose the match, get up, smash the guy in the back with his case, cash in and win it. That can happen. Kofi Kingston, honestly, he's been champion before trying to redeem himself. Gunther, we heard what he said. We have not had a dual intercontinental champion or world champion, I think, since, what, the Ultimate Warrior? WrestleMania six, Hogan against Warrior. Yeah. Well, not with the intercontinental, but you had Seth Rollins was a world and a United States champ. Yeah. So like things like that. Drew McIntyre has a story to finish. CM Punk's story to finish. Cody Rhodes' story to finish Shinsuke Nakamura has been in the main event scene for a while. 
Bobby Lashley, same thing. But I'm going with a complete dark horse. I'm saying The Rock. What's cool about this era of WWE is that you've got a lot of star power and you've got a heavy rotation of guys that could be in your main event picture. Not just maybe three or four. You've got like eight to ten now. So um, I am excited to see where it goes. Um, my pick for the Rumble, the Men's Rumble, I'm going to probably say CM Punk. I'm going to say CM Punk because they have teased time and time again him facing Seth at Mania. Now, I'm, I'm, I watched Raw Monday night with, with Gunther. I'm going to say that was a tease for the future. Um, I think Gunther would be a great world champion eventually. Uh, I just feel like for him to lose the IC title, it's got to be on a big stage. And I think that Mania is where you should have him lose the IC belt and then have him slot it into the, have him go for the world title um, after that. But I think CM Punk would be a good pick just because he's got all this momentum on his side. Uh, he's been gone for 10 years. He wants to main event WrestleMania. Um, and I think with night two being the obvious uh, undisputed championship match with Roman Reigns, and you've got two guys really that are vying for that spot, uh, CM Punk, uh, I think, could could have a really good match with Seth Rollins. Uh, especially for night one, that would be a great main event. And, yeah, I think CM Punk is a good pick. Uh, do y'all ever, like, look at the Vegas odds? A little bit. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. You don't? No. No. Um, so... They have, like, essentially, you guys just, like, listed off all the top names. Shockingly, though, um, Gunther's tied for first right now with CM really? Punk. is oh. As the odds favorite, they're tied at a plus 150. Wow. Yeah, MJF has uh, better odds than Brock Lesnar at winning the Rumble, too, by the way, which is fucking weird. I don't know where they get these <laughs> things. But, um, no, nah, my pick, my pick's boring. Uh, I, I'm going to go with CM Punk, too. I just, um, I really all I hope after all of the dust settles after mania is that I never have to hear the phrase finish the story ever fucking again. And we just come up with some new verbiage to say that uh, just because it's, it's goddamn it is the, the game is the game is now played on that, man. But yeah, I think, I think CM Punk, I think CM Punk wins it, man. You got a, and then you have a two awesome main events for mania for sure. If, uh, if um Seth Rollins is healthy enough, of course. Because I think they said that Seth was Seth said he was going to make it to Mania, so I'm confident he'll be able to pull it off. Just depends on how bad the injury is, but I, I think I think there's a good chance of him being able to be healthy in time for for WrestleMania. Yeah, I completely forgot Seth with his uh, MCL. Uh, Mayor, do you have any thoughts on the? Who's winning this 2024 Royal Rumble? Man, you got so many stories, angles, plants, confusions. You know, you've got you've got Gunther, you've got Cody Rhodes, you got CM Punk. You throw in somebody in there like Randy Orton, LA Knight. Um, if you smell what the mayor's cooking, I'm going the rock. Oh, I'm not alone. All right. 
Okay. Something just something just leads me to believe that it's 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 gonna it's gonna be the Rock. I I don't know. I just I I feel it in my bones, man. I'm going. I could be wrong. You could be wrong. We could be wrong together. Or hell, we could be right together. I'm going the Rock. Awesome. Sorry, Punk. You got to sit another one out. <laughs> and uh, that's, I mean, that's too. why that's why Mania is two nights now. Like, <laughs> and I'll I'll tell you what. After you know, sitting through two nights. I, I could not see WrestleMania being one night anymore. No, it's huge now. It's a phenomenon. I think you've got the talent now to to have a two-night ex- extravaganza. And add the fact that there's all the other shows that come around where Mania is, WrestleCon. You know, you've got like a week-long thing with Mania now. It's like, a, you know, uh, the access and stuff like that. Awesome time. I've heard so, rumors that they're going to bring back access uh, this year, but I could be wrong about that. But it would be really cool. You know, I'm expecting there's going to be a lot going on over at the 2300 Arena. Oh, sure. Because of ECW with mm-hmm. WrestleMania being in Philadelphia. Yep. That'll be really cool, especially seeing that like guys like the Sandman have signed a legends deal with WWE. So I'm expecting when it comes to the hall of fame for mania this year, we'll get some uh, ECW guys or ECW guys play some sort of capacity towards WrestleMania. Like there's some sort of tribute or something along the lines, or we get a Paul Heyman induction into the hall of fame for all his contributions and it's the ECW originals that induct him. Like that would be really cool stuff like that. Um, as far as the Royal Rumble fans, we've given our thoughts, we've given our predictions. There's really not much left for us to do, except Kyle. Let's hear all about Smacked Raw and where we can find you. Oh shit! Okay, we're doing that. Um, I'm on. I'm on Twitch. I think yeah, Twitch and. Uh... Uh, YouTube, twitch.tv forward slash Smacked Raw. Uh, me and RN just talk about uh, 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 wrestling and bullshit and, uh, and and sobriety and being dads. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We crack jokes. Obviously, uh, you don't really take too much stuff seriously. There's a lot of a lot of seriousness out there. So we just try to uh, just like have some fun with it. Um, we're live every Tuesday, uh, uh, 930 at night uh eastern time of course you can catch us and then of course the 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 audio version of the podcast is like everywhere like we're fucking we're on everything just like everybody else so it's a lot of fun you can tune in and say what's up um yeah that's pretty much it man much appreciated kyle thanks for coming on mayor mccall and wrestling talk plug away my man wrestling talk with mayor mccall we're the hottest old school wrestling podcast in the nation and that's a fact jack Check us out. We're on uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor. Anchor. Uh, we interview uh, wrestling superstars and legends of the past. Check us out. You will not be uh, disappointed. I'm Mayor McCall, and I approve this message. And we have Wrestling with Heart, Stanley Carr. Stanley, go ahead, my man. All right, Wrestling with Heart with Stanley Carr. If you want to know what your favorite wrestlers do outside the ring to help others and spread some cheer and positivity 
I uh, want to know what they do outside the ring as far as charity work and community service and volunteering. Check out Wrestling With Heart. We're available on Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, all the podcast platforms. And we're on Facebook at Wrestling With Heart with Stanley Carr. We're on X at WWHWSK. We're on Instagram at Wrestling With Heart. We're on Threads at Wrestling With Heart. And YouTube at Wrestling With Heart with Stanley Carr. And we've interviewed some of the hottest names in wrestling. We've got Al Snow on the podcast. Stevie Ray. Alan Funk. Crowbar. I just recently interviewed Victoria. I've got a new one episode. I got a new episode coming out with Hollywood of Glow. And many more coming up. So please, please support the podcast. Let's get up there. Let's get up to 500 followers on YouTube. Subscribers, we just hit our 1,000 follower mark on Facebook. So please share and subscribe. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on today. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Lee Walker. This has been Perched on the Top Rope. You can find me anywhere, anywhere, and everywhere podcasts are. Apple, Google, Spotify, Spotify. Pod Bean, Pod Bay, Red Circle, you name it, we are there. You can also find me at YouTube at YouTube.com at Perched on the Top Rope or slash Perched on the Top Rope. And you can find us on TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope where, you know, we recreate Selena scenes using Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On because after all, that makes anything in wrestling better, including Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 32. And if you don't like that, you can go watch the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan get humped by a dog. You heard me. (laughs) You heard me correctly. The Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan getting humped by a dog. TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope. Find me at Twitch where I like to play AEW's Fight Forever. I am ranked in the top 100 in the Stadium Stampede online match. And you can also catch me playing WWE 2K23 because it's the Royal Rumble season, and I love the Royal Rumble. Speaking of the Royal Rumble, this is not a paid advertisement. I highly suggest you go to YouTube.com and you check out New Legacy Inc. as they have the royaliest of Royal Rumbles 2024. It's a different Royal Rumble on a different video game for the entire month of January, and on the last day, every winner from their Royal Rumble, will compete in the royaliest of Royal Rumbles. So make sure you check them out. Fans, spoiler freeze, the way to be. We're out. Peace.